Well, good evening, um, everybody. Uh, my name's uh, James. As Paul said, I'm one of the uh, ministers here, alongside a few others. Uh, it's good to see, actually, uh, a few Christmas jumpers. I can see them even in this uh, dark light. Uh, I've put mine on, it makes me feel not so alone. Um, actually, I say it's mine. It's actually my wife's from last year. Um, I still haven't quite worked out whether it's a good thing that it fits me or not. I think I need to get a New Year gym subscription and bulk up a bit, I think. But uh, anyway, um, I hope you're all feeling um, ready for Christmas. Uh, presents all bought and wrapped, I assume. Uh, you all seem to be sitting here fairly relaxed, so uh, maybe you are. Although I'm sure there's a few uh, men here who are thinking, what are you talking about, get ready? We've got two days uh, to buy presents. I'm certainly heading out tomorrow afternoon. Well, I wonder is what it is, though, that um, you look forward to um, Christmas uh, the most. Uh, perhaps it's the food uh, or the films. Uh, is it Home Alone or Die Hard? I never really quite know how Die Hard's made it as a Christmas film, but it has, hasn't it? Um, or perhaps it's um, time with family. Uh, it could well be the one time, couldn't it, in the year when everyone um, gets together. Uh, for, our, for others of you, it will just be the excuse to stop uh, just for one or two days. Uh, opening presents, uh, playing games, uh, time to relax. Uh, Christmas is a great time of year. I love it. But Christmas can also be a difficult time of year, can't it? Uh, it's reflected in the way that Peter prayed. Uh, some of you especially will be missing loved ones who've passed. Uh, and for others, uh, sometimes Christmas just seems to bring up all those relationship tensions, brings them all to a head. Uh, things always explode, don't they, on the soap operas like EastEnders. Uh, and we do put pressure on ourselves, don't we, uh, to have the perfect Christmas. Uh, we want everything to be just right, especially the turkey. Uh, two years ago, my wife ran out of uh, the Christmas Day service because uh, she'd forgotten to put the turkey on. Um, it was all right in the end. Uh, or we do feel the pressure, don't we, of um, perhaps the presents we bought, making sure that people actually like them. But often I think what we want most uh, is for everyone to get on. Uh, what we're really after is peace. That's a great thing when it happens, isn't it? Uh, I love seeing our boys, we've got three boys, I love seeing them stop squabbling for a bit and play together, um, even if that does mean them play wrestling and knocking over the Christmas tree. Um, I'll take that. <laughs> but it's a joyful thing, isn't it, to, to experience and to see people uh, enjoying peace uh, and love with one another. Uh, as the song goes, the Christmas song, snow is falling all around me, children playing, having fun, it's the season, love and understanding. Merry Christmas, everyone. Sorry, I got a bit carried away there. I was thinking we were still in the Tankard pub from last night. We had carols there last night. It was great. Um, but you're doing well. Your singing is, is about equal at the moment. We'll see how you're doing later on. Uh, but the problem is, isn't it, that that kind of peace, that kind of picture of, of Christmas uh, is often just beyond our grasp, isn't it? Uh, so, so at Christmas especially, we find ourselves kind of striving for peace, even just for a day. Uh, for separated families, sometimes it's, it's difficult, isn't it, the negotiation of uh, which parent has the children for Christmas. Or for others, just uh, bringing all the family together, but just hoping people can set aside their differences, uh, even just for one day. Even if that means ignoring uh, past hurts, or, or not raising that one topic of conversation that we know will light the fuse for somebody. 
And of course, again, as we prayed as well, peace is even less within our grasp um, as we look um, to the nations. Uh, we mourn with many of our friends here uh, from Ukraine uh, and the conflict in Israel and Palestine. 25% uh, of the world's population at the moment live in areas affected by conflict. Uh, peace so often seems beyond our grasp. But whether your Christmas day um, is serene and peaceful uh, or tense and strained, uh, our reading that Ali just read for us then this evening shows us, I think, that, that all of our striving for peace uh, comes from a deeper issue, a deeper longing uh, that affects all of us. And that's our lack of peace with God. That's actually, at Christmas time, uh, the problem that God is promising to fix uh, in our reading. Uh, this was written uh, 700 years or so uh, before Jesus was born. And at the time, God's people were in darkness because they turned away from God, their maker. And so in judgment, God had had to thrust them out of their land uh, and into the hands of their enemy. Uh, they're in darkness because they have no peace with God. I don't know how you find the darker evenings uh, and mornings this time of year. In the lead up to Christmas, it can be quite magical, can't it? Uh, being here tonight with all the candles, or perhaps at home in a cosy living room with the lights on the tree. But I don't know about you, but come January, I'm longing for the sunlight. Uh, too much time in the dark and you start longing for something more. Apparently uh, in the Faroe Islands, in the middle of the North Atlantic, uh, they get just 37 days of sunshine per year. So imagine the joy uh, when the light finally dawns. Now this is the kind of joy experienced by the people in our reading this evening. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You, God, have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest. See, Christmas is all about God breaking into our darkness, his great light bringing great joy for a dark and broken world. I don't know what it is that brings you real joy, but when was the last time that you felt really happy? Uh, maybe you do get some joy from seeing a partner or nieces and nephews at Christmas time opening their presents. Uh, perhaps, it's, perhaps it is managing to get the family together on Christmas Day without any arguments. But what is the, the light here that brings so much rejoicing? Well, we see in the next few verses that God's light is the peace that he is making with his people. And it's the light of peace that is producing such joy in them. The next lines uh, say this, For uh, as in the day of Midian's defeat, you, God, have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. For every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be just destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. So these people uh, were rejoicing because the war is over. God has defeated their oppressor. Now, this is the joy felt when a, a country is rescued from an invading nation and peace is won. 
These people, they had no peace with God because of their sin. But now God is promising to end his judgment and bring the light of his peace. You notice all the, the elements of war, uh, the warriors tramping boots, uh, the clothes rolled in blood. It's all burned up. There's nothing left, no more war, only total peace. Uh, this is God turning the darkness of his judgment into the light of peace. But how does God do this? How does God make peace with his people? How does he even make worldwide peace one day? Does he send a, a mighty army? Uh, does he send a, a UN, UN peacekeeping force? Uh, does he send the, the best negotiator offering a win-win uh, peace deal for everyone? Well, no, none of those things. God achieves peace in the most surprising of ways uh, by giving us his child, his son. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. God's light God's peace is actually a person. The child in that manger at Christmas was and is God's answer to the world's greatest problem, our lack of peace with God. And it seems crazy, doesn't it? How can a child uh, be the answer to such a deep-rooted, age-old problem like this? Uh, how can a child bring peace? Well, straight away, we know that this child is special because he's clearly going to be a great ruler. Uh, the next line says the government will be on his shoulders. And further on, um, verse 7, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. Remember, this was written uh, 700 years or so before Jesus came. And the great problem uh, with peace, isn't it, that, that we might achieve is that so often it doesn't last. We may manage uh, some peace in our families uh, for Christmas Day, but, but sometimes the rest of the year is more difficult, isn't it? Well, look at the peace deals um, between nations. Uh, sadly, they so often break down. But this is a promised king who can create deep and lasting peace, never-ending peace. Uh, we don't see this kind of worldwide peace now, do we? But God says that one day this ruler... Uh, Jesus will even bring that too. But if this child, this ruler, is going to do something uh, and achieve something this big, well, who is he? Well, we find the answer in the four names uh, that he's given. Now, talking about names, we all know uh, the amount of time and energy uh, these days that go into uh, choosing a name uh, for a baby, don't we? Uh, parents or a parent try and come up with uh, something original only to then google it and find that it's actually the top trending name of uh, 2023. Uh, my wife Abby, uh, she's, she's here tonight, she had a few pretty out there girls names uh, which I was trying to veto uh, and thankfully we had three boys so I was, uh, was alright. <laughs> but one thing you don't do, one thing you do not do, uh, one name that you do not give to your new baby boy is God. Um, that's pretty arrogant, isn't it, if you do that? And, and that's actually the name, the exact name given to this child, though. Uh, Mighty God. 
This is the strange yet stunning truth of Christmas, that this child born to Mary, whilst fully human, was also mighty God. Now I suspect uh, in a room of us this size that most of us are probably fairly fed up with uh, politicians by now. Uh, We've had the COVID inquiry, we've had successive governments promising so much and yet uh, delivering so little. I actually almost feel sorry for them because in reality they're, they're pretty powerless to affect any real lasting change. But being mighty God means this ruler has the power to fulfill all his promises. Mighty God always delivers. Imagine placing yourself under a ruler like this. Well, how about the other names? A wonderful counsellor. Well, that means he has all the knowledge and wisdom needed to make exactly the right decision at exactly the right time and always for our good. How different is that from our leaders? Imagine being under a ruler like this. The next name is Everlasting Father. And that means he's not aloof. He's not locking himself away in 10 Downing Street or some presidential palace somewhere. But he's a father who is here for us. I'm not sure what your relationship um, is or was like with your father. Sometimes uh, that can be painful, can't it? But imagine the perfect father, always ready to listen always understanding, always offering the wiser advice, always encouraging, always stable and loving, correcting us when we need it, and most importantly, always there. Well, here's an everlasting Father. He really will always be there for us. Imagine placing yourself under a ruler like that. Well, his final name is Prince of Peace. Uh, He is the one who is able to bring that peace that we all need, a peace that begins uh, between us and God. Because this darkness, uh, this lack of peace, is something that we all face. Uh, The the Bible says that instead of accepting and enjoying uh, God's loving rule of our lives, that all of us have actually uh, put ourselves in charge we lived our own way and gone after kind of personal freedom, but really we've ended up in slavery. And if we're honest, well, I know I am, I'm often my own worst enemy in the decisions we make, uh, the grudges we hold, the words we speak, the thoughts we think. And all of this, it creates a hostility between us and God, a, a lack of peace with him that we can't solve by ourselves. But at Christmas time, 700 years after this promise was first spoken, God sent his son, Jesus, wonderful counsellor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, uh, to offer us the best peace deal ever. It cost him everything he had, uh, even his own life. This promised child, Jesus, was born at Christmas, but he grew up to be a man who willingly offered his own life on the cross to face God's rightful judgment at our sin. He endured utter darkness so that we can enjoy God's brilliant light. Jesus made peace for us so that we might become children of our everlasting 
Father. And that's the most joyful thing that you could ever become, isn't it? That's the best thing that you could ever have. Why would any of us continue to be our own boss when we can place ourselves under the most loving, wise, mighty and gentle rule of Jesus? Where we enjoy forgiveness and everlasting peace with him. So as we strive for that peace uh, this Christmas, even just for one day, uh, God's offer to you this evening is to say, well, let's start with me and you. Will you accept my everlasting peace I'm offering you? Will you place yourself under my wonderful counsellor, Jesus, the Prince of Peace? And as you do, my experience is that you'll find that slowly but surely uh, you'll find peace within yourself and also peace with others that will flow out from there. And one day God has also promised that just as surely as Jesus was born at Christmas, and as surely as he died and rose again at Easter, Jesus will one day return to bring even that worldwide everlasting peace that we all long for. So I want to finish by wishing you the most uh, peaceful, but then also the most joyful Christmas this year.